different opening for uh, the new year of the Steve the Valley broadcast. This is the Steve the Valley broadcast. My name Morgan White Jr. filling in for Steve. I will be here tonight until 5 a.m. along with Corey. He and I are going to do the best we can to keep you both informed and entertained roughly for the next five hours. Well, I should say four hours and 52 minutes where it's now eight minutes, ironically, into 2008. And uh, real quick, tomorrow, Barbara Feldon from the TV show Get Smart will be on. Arnie Ginsberg, legendary Boston DJ, will be on. But you don't care about that. You care about now, tonight. And the fact that we are talking about a new year, I try to do this subject around the beginning of a year because it's very important to make a first impression. And the speech improvement company um, founder, Dennis Becker, usually is here with me, but because they have branched out, they used to be just in Brookline, little um, one-horse one operation in Brookline, and now they are international. So Ethan Becker is here uh, representing the company, representing his father, and let me be the first to say to you, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes. Oh, and before, I forget, before we get into this, I have to do this. I, I said I would, and I make promises I always try to keep them. I was at first night in the afternoon, and I did three shows at the Heinz this afternoon. And I think it was the second show. A young man was having a birthday. I think he's 10 years old. And I said I would say happy birthday to him in front of 38 states and streaming over the whole world. So, Andrew, if you and your parents are listening, happy birthday. I hope I got his name right. I didn't write it down. I normally remember things. And I also want to mention that um, uh, the food tonight that you got a chance to sample and Corey has sampled and Mark for, uh, producing uh, the last eight hours loved because he had no food. Coolidge Corner Clubhouse. Now I've gotten all that out the way. Let you and I discuss making a good first impression. What are the aspects that anybody, job interview, meeting in-laws, whatever the circumstance may be, where you want to make a good first foot forward, what are some of the little hints that you can give? Well, it's a good question. It really depends on where where, where you are, what, what type of first impression you're trying to make. A job interview versus a date, for instance, mm-hmm. are going to have very different characteristics. Right. Uh, in, in a business setting, for instance, things like articulation, your speech matters. And you know when we work with individuals or professionals on polishing their communication skills, one of the things we talk about is the way that they sound, the way they talk, the way that they speak. I mean, it's one of the things that we know about communication. It's seen as one of the the oldest forms of discrimination in the world. It's called speech discrimination. Okay. Simply by the way you you sound, by the way you talk. People are making judgments about you. You're not from that neighborhood. You're (laughs) you're not one of them. Yep, that's right. Where you're from, your level of education. Are you going to be able to help them or not? 
Uh, all sorts of judgments are being made about you based on the way that you speak. Now, that does bring up the question, how should you speak? We get that all the time. And the answer is that it really depends. It depends on where you are, who you are, who you're talking with. Mm-hmm. One of the things we found over, I mean, we're, we're we, our family, our, this is a family business. I grew up in this business. We've been in a business doing this for about 45 years now. And one of the things we found is that it's not necessarily what the textbook says you should do. Just because the book says, this is perfect speech, and this is the way that you should speak, doesn't mean it's going to be the most effective for you. And that's where we, that's really where we focus when we're working with an individual, especially at a, like a, at a job interview where that first impression is very, very important. Important. If we're listening to somebody, I'm listening to see or to hear, well, what, what am I hearing that's a distraction in their yes. communication based on who they told me they're going to be meeting? Well, um, let's get back to your uh, delineation of a job interview versus a date. Right now, all over the world, there are people meeting each other for the first time. They are being surrounded by um, ambient noise, music, people, revelry, whatever, and they are making a first impression with somebody that they are hoping will like them. And that's the reason why you want your first impression to do the best job it can do. You want them to like you, like you enough to give you their phone number, like you enough to say, um, show up next Monday, you're hired, like you enough for whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's the motivation, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot of in, in a social setting, well, in a dating setting, sure, it's that it's that is this the right person for me? And it's not easy. It's not easy. And and there are a lot of books out there that say, okay, look, here's the one liner that you've got to use, but it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. The the dynamics of human communication don't work like that. I mean, there are certain things that we know, for the most part, are helpful, like things like a smile. Yeah. For instance, it's just a place to begin. Teeth or no teeth, just you know, <laughs> a, a sign of of a friendship, a sign of of that you know you're 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 uh, in a a state of joy. You're excited to be there. That's important. Well, let me ask because you do this internationally, mm. and there are some gestures, there are some um, things that you can do that may work well in. A Middle Eastern setting that would not work well in a European setting, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. Um, is a smile universal? Because I would think you would say, oh, that's how I smiled at the person to yeah. show them I'm friendly. And it may be perceived in certain circles that you're up to something when you smile. So don't that's smile right. when you speak to potentate X. Yeah, and you know, another a, a distant cousin to that example is eye contact. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, in, in, in Western cultures, we are told, always make good, strong eye contact. Clearly. And it's true. In Western business, absolutely. you got to look them in the eye. You can't go to a job interview and look at your feet and say, yeah, I, I kind of I want this. Like, <laughs> good example. You, you can't, can't see, do that. You can't see what Ethan is doing, but he's looking <laughs> down and, and kind of being sheepish yeah. in his body structure. You just can't do that in a Western environment and still be effective in that interview environment. In an Asian culture, the eye contact could say something completely different. It could send a different message. That, and so here's where it becomes a challenge. Somebody who is 
who has grown up and was brought up in an Asian culture now comes to the United States and is working with a manager in the United States and was trained not to look, if it's a woman, not to look men in the eye because it's rude and disrespectful. Within their culture. Within the, within the culture she was brought up in. But now here she is. And, and, it, and it can be seen as a different message. So, so somebody like that needs to not only be, not only understand intellectually that it is okay and it is expected to look your boss in the eye when you're giving bad news, mm-hmm. which is very difficult to do, even for, for anybody it is, right. because it's that, uh, it's that sort of, I, did, I didn't take the, the cookie from the cookie jar, uh, you know, as your eyes are looking all over the place, anywhere but your parents, right? Our, our stock fell 50 points today. <laughs> you look them in the <laughs> eye and tell them that. You gotta just, you gotta just do it. But, so part of, part of, for that individual, part of it is understanding, yes, it's okay to do it. And the other part is, what's it, what do you got, what does it feel like to do that? It's not easy. Just mm-hmm. understanding that it's okay to do it is different from learning how to do that. Uh, there's another really good example of, of, of where the first impressions can, can really get in the way of a relationship. The, here's an interesting story. The first time that I was in Malaysia it was probably in 1995, I think it was. The very first time that I was working with a Muslim woman in Malaysia, it was my first time over there. I didn't, I didn't really know the culture, and mm-hmm. I went up to her, hi, how are you? I'm a very friendly kind of social guy. How are you? And I went to shake her hand, and she just looked at me. And I, I, <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't okay. get it. One of those awkward moments. Yeah, it was an awkward moment. You know, I didn't really understand what was going on. And, you know, so she, so here I am in the, if you can imagine the visual of, I mean, imagine yourself when, what do you feel like when you go up to shake somebody's hand and you put your hand out and they just look at your hand, but they don't reach their hand back out. Now, in a Western culture, boy, is that a sign of disrespect. That's an insult. It's a huge insult. Now, I mean, you know, this well, the woman I was meeting, she had no idea. She hadn't had a whole lot of interaction with Westerners, and it was an awkward moment. I mean, I, you know, being sort of the chivalrous guy that I am, I just sort of put my hand down and went about the business that I had there. And, mm-hmm. But it, but it stuck with me. I was like, boy, how rude she was. And it wasn't until it wasn't until I became educated on the culture and that this is the way that she was raised. Now, take that into a different setting. That's just a, sort of a personal example. Take that into a business environment where you have an international, a business manager or somebody who's trying to develop a, a strong relationship, make a good first impression with somebody overseas. And they go into that culture and they do that same thing. And maybe they haven't had the opportunity to understand that that's a cultural thing. Or even if they know it, mm-hmm. it's so ingrained in us that when I put my hand out, somebody should shake it. Not only should they shake it, it should be a, a firm, a firm handshake. handshake. Yep. Well, listen, in, in Malaysia, for instance, a, a handshake over there with men is actually a very gentle touch, of a very gentle handshake, and then you touch your heart. And it's a very gentle thing, very different from a Western-style shake, where we were taught in the Western community. That's right. That, you know, John we, Wayne, stick your hand right. out there and the shake The harder it. you shake your hand. So for those of you listening overseas right now, if you're interact, if you're doing business with a Westerner, shake it hard, squeeze it hard. And, and it conversely. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. For the Americans working overseas, be gentle. It is not a sign that you're wimpy. It's a sign that you're smart, that you get it. And you understand the subtleties of their culture. Oh, yeah. And that's... A first impression thing. It's a first impression. Ethan shook my hand. He was uh, very gentle, respectful, touched his heart afterwards. That means mm-hmm. you've been indoctrinated into the ways of that specific culture. Tell you what, I've got to take a break. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to join our conversation, uh, my guest is Ethan Becker from the Speech Improvement 
company. I used to always say center, uh, but I've learned to say company. Mm-hmm. 617-254-1030. Before I take the break, give your number at the Speech okay. Improvement Company. Sure. And if there's a web address or anything else. Absolutely. You can find us online at speechimprovement.com, speechimprovement.com. And the phone number is 617-739-3330. But, you know, it's interesting. The number you said, you said it's so fast. As a speech coach, I can't let you get away with that. you got to say that nice and so fast. As a speech coach, I can't let you get away with that. you got to say that nice and slow I so people I always get yelled to, at for uh, that. I'm not yelled well, at. Well, because you know it. You I, know yeah. it really well. And it's also listeners. right there. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> you're looking at yeah, it, right? Listen. So say it nice and slowly so your listeners can call. Well, tell you what. <laughs> Why don't you show me the best way to do it? That's uh, which one fo- is it? This one the, here? The, yeah, but you have to say 617. Okay, obviously. so if you want to join the conversation, you can join us here. Just pick up your phone and dial 617-254-1030. 617-254-1030. And that's from a professional. He knows how to give a phone number. All right. So uh, give us a call. This is the Steve Valley Broadcast. I'm Morgan filling in. Corey is producing. And uh, let's make some money for the station. The time here in WBZ, I'm going to space it, Corey. 12.20. Very You're listening to the Steve Lavelle Broadcast on WBZ News Radio 1030. Do you know someone that needs to With skyrocketing fuel prices, fleet managers everywhere are looking for ways to save money. With today's complicated diesel engines and ever-changing fuel specifications, choosing the right lubricant can be frustrating. At Dennis K. Burke, heavy-duty fleets are our business. Our fleet line brand of lubricants meet and exceed all industry standards. We have the technical expertise to provide you with the right lubricant at the right price. For over 45 years, New England fleets have depended on fleet line and the quality service of Dennis K. Burke. From engine oils to hydraulic fluids to a complete line of synthetics, Dennis K. Burke can meet your requirements. If it drives, digs, floats, or flies, Dennis K. Burke has the right lubricant for the right job. If you are a contractor, Dennis K. Burke can deliver kerosene in bulk, drums, or five-gallon pails directly to your job site. For more information or to find out how we can save your operation money, call Kevin at 50 cent increase in the state's minimum wage. Anywhere in New England. Massachusetts voters. WBZ gets results for thousands of New England businesses. If you want to grow your business, listen to this. Hi, my name is Steve Brand, and I'm from Wolfers Lighting. At Wolfers Lighting, our lighting experts work closely with homeowners, interior designers, and architects to help them find the right lighting solutions for their homes or renovation projects. We have the largest selection of lighting in New England. You'll appreciate the lighting labs in our showrooms where you can experience what lighting will look like in your home. We've been voted the best of Boston for many years, and we are proud of that. That's why we turn to WBZ when we want to talk to our customers. We know how important it is to work with the best in the business, and WBZ does a great job of reaching our customers. They are the largest reaching radio station in New England. So when you want expert advice in lighting, come see us at Wolfers Lighting in Waltham and Alston, or visit us at wolfers.com. When you want to reach most of New England, choose WBZ Radio. New England is sold on WBZ News Radio 1030 every day.
Cozy fires and skin irritations. Get Gold Bond Anti-Itch Cream. Winter skin it, get the quick fix. Indoor heat it, get the quick fix. Gold Bond Anti-Itch Cream. It helps stop winter skin irritations fast with two maximum strength medicines. Got a winter time in? Get the quick fix. Gold Bond Anti-Itch Cream for those winter, parched, dry, irritated itches. It's the quick fix for almost every itch. Use as directed. is the Steve Lavelli Broadcast on WBZ News Radio 1030. We invite you to call 617-254-1030. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Morgan Moore Jr. filling in for Steve. Steve has New Year's night off. Can you figure that out, Corey? I mean, has he been that well-behaved? They give him days off like that? Yeah, he has. We are going to be here, Corey and I, until 5 in the morning. If you want to give us a call, 617, everybody knows that part, 254, pause, 1030 is our phone number. I say that being um, mildly cute. Ethan Becker is my guest. We are talking about coaching, um, the nuances of making a good first impression. And for anybody listening right now, if they wanted to take advantage of your teachings, what does a speech coach do? Well, as a speech coach, we're specialists in speech communication, and we're trained formally. Uh, there are about a dozen of us on, on the team at the Speech Improvement Company. We, like I said earlier, we've been doing this for 45 years. It's a family business. I'm mm-hmm. one of the sons. Uh, both of my parents founded the firm in 1964, and uh, we do it all over the world. And for the most part, what we do as a, a speech coach, for the most part, helps people to talk. I mean, for a living, that's actually what I do. I help people to talk mm-hmm. in two areas. One is to become comfortable around this whole business of oral communication. How do you become comfortable with it? And number two, to be really good at it, whatever the it happens to be. Mm-hmm. So that could be standing up in front of a group, giving a presentation. How do you be really good at that? To a one-on-one conversation with somebody, how do you be really good at that? And... You know, we do this, the speech coaching that we do, we, we do it literally all over the world. We're usually on airplanes, so it's great to be here tonight because I get to go home <laughs> afterwards. It's nice. And, you know, it, it's really helping anybody from politicians, leaders of countries, to leaders of companies, to uh, people who are just starting out in their career. I mean, anybody who has to talk as a part of what they do, we help them to become comfortable and really good at it. And so that could range from the psychology to the mechanics of speech. This is why all of the coaches on the team were very different from, let's say, if you've heard of, you may have heard of things like executive coaches, yes. or now there's life coaches, and there are a lot of different training things that are out there. In our case, it's very, very different. An executive coach, uh, I know a lot of executive coaches, I'm friends with a lot of executive coaches, they're more seen as a generalist. They would come in and work with a professional and help them set goals in their in their career and then achieve those goals, but they shouldn't really be getting into their business specifically as an executive coach mm-hmm. at least the general thinking these days for that is that's that's the case we're very very different as speech coaches we're specialists we get paid to know the answer so somebody will come to us and say fix me <laughs> you know or, just that quick and yeah. simple oh yeah oh, oh i mean you know i mean it can come in different forms in a lot of cases it could be you know ethan i've got to give this presentation and i'm a nervous wreck or i get very very nervous 
and it affects my communication. So how do I control that? Uh, it could be I want to be I want to develop. This is a very common request we get. I want to develop a speaking style, a style of speech, uh, meaning I want to sound authoritative. Okay, so from a coaching perspective, we say, okay, well, what does that mean, authoritative? Literally, from the psychology of it, in terms of how do you organize your thoughts, to the mechanics of it, do you sound authoritative? And what does that even mean? How do you get there? And those those of my clients who are listening tonight know exactly what I'm talking about. They actually heard me just just do it in my yeah, speech. Authoritative. I, authoritative. I picked up on that. Yes. Nice catch. Yes, it's a... A group. Well, there are a lot of there are a lot of sounds in English. Depending on which expert you talk with, there are about 65 or so different sounds mm-hmm. in English. And out of all of them, there's one group of sounds that we work with executives on called plosives that help people learn to articulate more clearly. They're exploding sounds that. I mean, I don't want to get all the mechanics of it right now. It's kind of tedious stuff. But as you learn it, it really does become a part of the way you communicate and you develop a style. It's great. It's phenomenal stuff, and it's permanent. When you do, so it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. It's not fake. It's not superficial. It's I would think you mentioned talking is the key, and whether you're with your friends at the bar, you are speaking to colleagues at the office. Mm-hmm. Everybody, or for the most part, everybody uses oral, both a u and o r oral, as a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. And to do it better makes you a more dominant member in that group if you can take your image to a next level, the next level at the office. All of a sudden, you're the person people turn to to get X, Y, or Z accomplished. Mm -hmm. If you're with your friends, it's after work, and you're all talking about the Pats game the other day, the one who gets... Um, the most attention is the one who who can communicate the facts, who can do it with a style, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So no matter who you are, the guy with the beer belly, <laughs> slugging down beards, watching a game, or somebody in the office, if you seize that approach, you become elevated to a much more I'll say the word dominant position, an important position within that realm, wherever that realm may be, or am I wrong? No, that's absolutely right if that's what you're looking to do. Right. Because I've I've had I've worked with executives where the request has literally been the exact opposite. Saying, Listen, I I I'm too overpowering. My staff is afraid of me. I've got to learn how Ethan, I just don't know how to tone it down. How do I take my speech and be a little bit more approachable, mm-hmm. for instance. Or we have executives who say, listen, Ethan, uh, my staff can't do anything without me. How do I get them to work on their own? Well, tell you what, I've got a weather to do in about a minute, and I want you to critique me and let me know how well I did. Sure. Now, I did that for two reasons, and you just saw both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a way of communicating for the producer to give me the copy of it. Ah, but gotcha. don't tell anybody. I, that, see. I was whispering that. Okay. Okay, because my secret. Yes, my enunciation, saying it through the glass, didn't get through. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of reading in this business, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming people, if they are in an office, 
and they're doing a company meeting, they have to read out loud. And uh, perhaps that, too, scares people. It's a separate faction of public speaking. Mm -hmm. Speaking Mm -hmm. off the top of your head, going on the cuff to communicate, or reading something. Why? Because if you make a stumble, if as you're reading something, um, mispronunciation of a word, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you shrink and you feel, "Uh uh-oh, they all heard me make a screw-up. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even more um, difficult for you when now you've screwed up, you will screw up again, and it leads you to screw up again from the first one. So in your coaching, do you work with that on people? And I'll give you sure. 30 seconds. Absolutely. Uh, will you have, when you do the weather, okay, so I say you're going to have actually reading. Is yes. there a break after afterwards? Well, I have to throw it to traffic. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to do the weather. I'm going to critique you while you're doing it. Okay. While it's traffic, I'm going to give you some tips. And when you come back, I'd like you to do the weather again. Okay. I will so follow for those that of you listening, request. you're really going to get a good dose of the weather. <clears throat> but well, no, I want as you're listening. For those of you listening, I want you to listen to see to hear. Do you hear a difference between the first and second time that you hear the weather? All right. I'm looking for one thing, and I don't see it on here. It's the cash windfall. And they don't include that. So I just have to give the regular lottery. Now, here we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> I, I do this five times a night, literally dozens of times a year. And now I feel nervous. And I also I'll turn have. Around. Okay, all right, here we go. Like that means the I extended WBZ <laughs> AccuWeather forecast with Carl Babinski. Overnight, clear to partly cloudy, low 26 to 30, but 22 across some suburbs, becoming cloudy and breezy on New Year's Day, a mix of rain and snow, overspreading the area, arriving around noon in the city, high 37. Tuesday evening, any mixed rain and wet snow changing to all snow before ending. Snow accumulations ranging from a little or nothing on the Cape to 2 to 4 inches in Boston and 4 to 8 inches north and west of 495. Then cloudy, breezy, and cold the remainder of Tuesday night, low 23 in the suburbs to 28 in the city. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of flurries, winds gusting to 35 miles per hour, high 30. And Thursday, mostly sunny, windy, and very cold, high only near 20. The Bruins won today, 5 to 2, and the lottery number, 8, 2, 3, 4. And I have nine seconds just in time to make this. 12.33. Time for Traffic on the Threes with my buddy, the car czar himself. <laughs> Happy New Year to you, Greg Vine. Happy New Year, Morgan. And uh, thank you very much. Taking a look at uh, traffic right now. Downtown, the lower deck of 93 looks like a pretty good ride. The Leverett Connector is in good shape either direction. The Tobin, both directions, no problems right now. And the airport tunnels are hassle-free to and from Logan. South of town, the expressway, we have smooth sailing from South Station past Furnace Brook. Route 3 is a good ride from the Sagamore up to Braintree. 24 and 95, trouble-free to and from Rhode Island. And 128 and 495 are just fine. North of town, the Linway northbound is closed at Marine Boulevard due to a water main break there. They should uh, hopefully be taking care of that shortly. 128 and 495 are fine. 393 and 95 all clear to and from the Granite State. West of town, the Mass Pike is okay from Auburn to the Alston Brighton Tolls and routes 2 and 9 move while east to west. Greg Vine, WBZ's 24-hour traffic network. Need a rental for a week, month, or year? Find apartment sublets and roommates at sublet.com. Posting rentals is free whether you're moving or just visiting. Call 877 rent or visit sublet.com. Hello, Russell 
Dying for an in-ground pool, but you've got rock? Ran into ledge digging out for a foundation? Want to buy property, but the rock's stopping you? Don't let problem rock get in the way of your plans, dreams, or construction projects. Main drilling and blasting's right around the corner and ready to help. You've probably seen us in your neighborhood, down the block, or at the new mall development across town. Our name says Maine just because that's where we started more than 40 years ago. But our experienced teams are local. We live and work nearby, and we're eager for your business. No job is too big, no job is too small for main drilling and blasting. We work with private homeowners and contractors every day. So if you need to get rid of rock, call Main Drilling and Blasting at 800-370-0299. You'll get fast, professional, safe, and local service at very competitive prices. Call 800-370-0299 or visit MainDrilling.com today. With skyrocketing fuel prices, fleet managers everywhere are looking for ways to save money. With today's complicated diesel engines and ever-changing fuel specifications, choosing the right lubricant can be frustrating. At Dennis K. Burke, heavy-duty fleets are our business. Our fleet line brand of lubricants meet and exceed all industry standards. We have the technical expertise to provide you with the right lubricant at the right price. For over 45 years, New England fleets have depended on fleet line and the quality service of Dennis K. Burke. From engine oils to hydraulic fluids to a complete line of synthetics, Dennis K. Burke can meet your requirements. If it drives, digs, floats, or flies, Dennis K. Burke has the right lubricant for the right job. If you are a contractor, Dennis K. Burke can deliver kerosene in bulk, drums, or five-gallon pails directly to your job site. For more information or to find out how we can save your operation money, call Kevin at 1030 is online all the time. Listen live online every day at work. Go to WBZ1030.com and listen live. The show is the Steve Lavelli Broadcast. The station is WBZ News Radio 1030. The phone number is 617-254-1030. All right, everybody, I'm going to give you the weather again. I have been given... A few tricks of the trade. If you were not here at the beginning, my guest, Ethan Becker from the Speech Improvement Company. We have a couple of phone calls to take. And the phone number here on BZ, 617-254-1030, if you prefer, 1030. And the extended, <laughs> I'm laughing, uh, the extended WBZ Accurate Forecast with Karpabinski. Overnight, clear to partly cloudy. Low 26 to 30, but 22 across some suburbs, becoming cloudy and breezy on New Year's Day. A mix of rain and snow overspreading the area, arriving around noon in the city, high 37 degrees. Tuesday evening, any mixed rain and wet snow changing to all snow before ending. Snow accumulations ranging from a little to nothing on the Cape to 2 to 4 inches in Boston and 4 to 8 inches north and west of 495. Then cloudy, breezy, and cold the remainder of Tuesday night. Low 23 in the suburbs to 28 in the city. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of flurries, winds gusting to 35 miles per hour, high 30 degrees. Did I incorporate the different things you said? Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad. I could hear the difference. But in this case, and, and let me explain what, 
was different. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening, if you heard the difference, some of you are hearing it, and I'll, my guess is some of you liked it and some of you didn't. That's a personal preference. Here's what we're looking at. Clarity of speech and understanding of the message. When you have, the first time you did the weather, and this is a common, it's a very common situation, especially in broadcast, when we work with broadcasters. Mm-hmm. There is such repetition in doing it. And time constraints. Uh, yes. I gotta get this done quickly. Gotta read the whole page. I have to gotta read go the whole page. 60 seconds. I have to read the whole page. <laughs> One, in 40 seconds. Right, I have exactly. 40 seconds to read, not just that, and give uh, the Bruin right. score and the lottery number. And this, by the way, is not too different from what business professionals run into. Uh, Ethan, I've been given 10 minutes to give this speech. And I've got to cover all of these product features. So what happens is people just talk faster. And that's what happens here is you just end up talking faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So you can do it. Well, who cares if you can do it? One of the most effective, most common, most most important tips that I can give to anybody listening if you're looking to strengthen your communication skills and, and, and be good at it is the following. It's not about you. So the fact that you can do it faster doesn't matter. You already, you don't need it. You don't need to learn techniques on how to be effective because you know in your head, as we say in Boston, why you're wicked smart. Yes. And you know what's going on there. So we, we learn techniques so that somebody else can get it. In this case, what's going on is by increasing the rate of your speech, it makes it more difficult for people to understand. See, what happens is in speech, we do something that's called, it's a very technical term, it's called assimilation. It means the combining together of sounds. We say things like, you wanna, and you wanna. Instead of, do you want to. Instead of, do you want to, you wanna go? Hey, would you give me that cup? Gimme? Gimme. G-I-M-M-E. It's not even a word. (laughs) Gimme. Your father discussed this. I'll bet he did. One of the times I've had him on assimilation. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine what it was like in my house when I was four years old? (laughs) You learned quickly not to say gimme. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding? I grew up with, I grew up with comment, with, uh, statements around the house like, Explosives are neat, but hard to repeat. And for those those speech geeks out there, those who are not speech geeks, plosives are the group of sounds. Right, we covered that about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, so in this case, what's happening here, when you increase the the rate of your speech, when we talk about speed, it's broken into two parts. There's the rate, which is the speed at which we put our words together. My rate is increased right now a little bit as a professional Just to demonstrate. Just to demonstrate. The other component, and by the way, the average person in a business environment at least talks at about 183 words per minute. That's rate of speech. Mm -hmm. The other component of speed is what's called pace, which is the speed at which we put our thoughts together. If rate is the speed at which we put our words together, talking very quickly like this, pace is the speed of our thoughts. So I could actually be a very, very fast talker. And if if you could imagine for a moment me talking this quickly all the time, you can still understand me, but imagine if I were to talk, in this, talk this fast all the time, and I was, I was trying to teach you technical things. I can barely even do it because it's almost one in the morning. So, But imagine if I'm talking this fast all the time, and I'm going through all these things, and you're supposed to keep up your brain. I mean, think of it this way. I said we talk at 183 words a minute. We can think at like 600 words a minute. So we've got like 400 plus words a minute doing other things. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the How guy. How am I supposed to keep up? It's too much work. Uh, he used to do those FedEx commercials in the That's 70s. right. John Mosquito Jr. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. very good at That's that. That's right. You could hear every word. That's right. And it was a gimmick, right? And mm-hmm. it was like his rate of speech was very fast. Well, you can do that. You, you can have your rate 
fast as long as you have clear articulation, as long as your listeners can understand the words easily. If you do not, well, now those those 400 words a minute that, that people have to sort of keep up in the back of their mind. Uh, what did you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have to they have to figure out what you're saying. So and they won't. For They'll just broadcasters off the like me, mm-hmm. whom I, I may have two minutes to do this, and I can take my time. Yes. But if I have 40 seconds, and you see the copy, 40 seconds to zip through that. Now I could approximate if I wanted to take out information, focus on the more, maybe two to four inches of snow in Boston. Mm-hmm. The heck with outside of 495. Take that out. Mm-hmm. But if I don't do that, if I want to read through this, how do I communicate it when I don't have the same amount of time that I normally would? You've got, the, the, the answer is not a quick fix. It's not something you can simply say, oh, I'm going to just do this tip. you got to practice. You've mm-hmm. got to, to practice your articulation so that you can hit your plosives. Assimilation by itself is not a big deal. We all do it. I mm-hmm. do it. As a professional speaker, I assimilate. The difference is that I can turn it off like that. Right. And I can do it in mid-sentence. And anybody can learn how to do that. Well, Speech is a learned behavior. You grew up in an environment well, at four did, years yeah. old. I with, did. <laughs> learning about plosive sounds. That, yes, and there were people you know, in their 30s, 40s, and 50s coming to you now to gain that same knowledge that you got they can. It's at not four. hard. It's not hard. It takes practice. It, it ta- you you got to work at it. you got to do your homework. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what we've been doing for a very, very long time. And with a lot of folks at all age groups... And once you learn what it is that you've got to do, all right. you know, then it becomes uh, now, a lot you, easier. You may have noticed Ethan paused for a second because I showed him that we've got phone calls. So he had to see that we've got Jake and Bilal. So we're going to start with Jake and uh, take it from there. Jake, Happy New Year. Good morning. And welcome Hi. to WBZ. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I, um, well, I'm calling, I guess, about, uh, can you hear me okay? We hear you fine. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling because um, it's been suggested that I get some, some like, help with my, um, I don't know, kind of like not being able to figure out the right words or... Okay. What people think, people think I'm stuttering, but I, I know what I want to say, I just don't know how to say you, it. You're always searching for just the right word yeah. as a pause, or maybe a longer pause, while you're thinking, and this has been a consistent um, issue with you and your friends, that they say, Jake, will you say what you mean? Is that well, pretty much, yeah. a, is that well, it? Well, it happens at work, and uh, it happens at work when I'm giving a presentation to a group of, like, I don't know, there's about seven or eight of us on our team. And at first they thought I was in deep thought or something, but now I, <laughs> now I think they just think that I'm, you know, insecure. I don't know what I'm going to say. And I actually do get more insecure the more... Right. If the, like I mentioned earlier, if I, if I made a mistake reading, oh gosh, I made a mistake. So now that magnifies and I wind up making another mistake because I'm so focused on the first one. Jake, right. first, do you have... a a pen and paper handy? Uh, yeah, I do. Sure. Good, because Ethan's going to give you the phone number. Ethan? Okay, sure. It's 617-739-3330. That's the number in Brookline. Or you can go online to speechimprovement.com. 
com. And Jake, let me ask you a question. When you do your presentations, do you get nervous? Do you, do you ever feel nervous or anxious? Uh, yeah, before I start, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know I have everything prepared, I, I, I feel pretty good. But then once I start, um, I get pretty nervous depending on who comes in the room. Sometimes my seniors will come in the room. And that just changes everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the the first, it's interesting to hear you say that. One of the things that might help you feel better for the other listeners that are in a similar situation, know that you are not alone. We hear I, this. I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone at the head of that conference. <laughs> when I say you think that, I'm not I alone. Know, yeah. I tell you, I know. When I say that, what I'm referring to is that the experience that you have, that nervousness that you're experiencing is so common. Now, there, there is a technical, there's technical language for that. We call it the fear of speaking. And it is so common. It's one of the top three fears in the United States. Yes. Worse outside of the United States. Higher than death. I mean, you're in good company. And the reason that that is, is that it's really very, very different for different people. There are some people who can get up in front of a group of a thousand people and be completely relaxed. Good morning, everyone. We've got a great show for you here at a great conference. And, you know, they, they're totally relaxed. They're themselves. That same individual in front of a small board of directors and forget it. Instead of sounding confident and clear, good morning, we're going to – It's they might sound like this. Uh, good morning. I, uh, I um, Today we uh, – uh, and they're very, very nervous, and the behaviors are there, and it's a very, very common thing, and there are certainly things that you can do to learn how to control it. And I'm well, very... And, uh, these, these meetings tend to be, they're, you know, they're, they're not laid back. They're, I mean, they're formal meetings, but everybody kind of speaks mm-hmm. somewhat quietly. We're talking about very sensitive nature. It's in the health field, and it's, it's about patients, and um, it's a lot of technical info. Um, and I can tell you, I'd be, I would be afraid. I mean, I shouldn't be afraid, but I'm afraid to admit that I'm afraid. I mean, I'd be afraid to say I have what you said, a fear of speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jake's got now. Jake's got a fear of speaking, and that I think I'll go into the meeting even worse thinking that. All right, Jake. Jake, I'm going to stop you here because I have a break, literally in 30 seconds that I have to do, but. I even hear those same hesitations as you have called in to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to recommend, I'm, I'm not trying to sell you and make you spend money to improve, but maybe if you gave a call to Ethan, uh, yeah. call him on Wednesday, I think he's off tomorrow, <laughs> and maybe there's something even over the phone, one or two uh, key suggestions that may help you address this. But I'm going to give you one thing that I've learned. I've been speaking in front of people for over three decades, even back to high school, for what I was never nervous addressing people, never. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is cheat. Write a few notes. Like when you made this call, you're flying on the wing, so to speak. If you had written down a few key notes and referred to them, I would not have known. Ethan would not have known. Mm-hmm. And taking advantage of being over the phone, mm-hmm. you could have communicated a smidgen better than you did. Mm-hmm. Find a way when you're having these meetings, just take a few notes, two or three words, maybe a, um, a buzz phrase, something within your business that will help you get the point out of your mouth 
faster and give each speechimprovement.com and you can call us at the office although nobody's there right now it's 617-739-3330 and you've had that number for a while yeah. because um, 739 I think was like the second Brookline Exchange 734 was the original and then they added 739 <laughs> I'll give you another number that, that will date us 232 it's, uh, <laughs> it's our 800 number it's 1-800-LET'S-RAP Let's take Bilal. <laughs> Not even going to waste back, my time. Back in the 80s. Yeah. Bilal, <laughs> well, welcome to WBZ. Happy New Year. And if you can make your point as quickly and succinctly as possible. I can. Happy New Year to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I like to say that I discovered that it ought to be a good speaker, it be a good listener. I spent a good 30 years of my life uh, just uh, basically listening and taking notes, mental notes. And basically... I think the secret is that uh, to speak clearly, I know to what about business sense, but in a lecture series and in also communication, I'm, I'm very good at one-on-one. And speaking from a crowd, uh, I think I could do that too, but it's all a question of confidence in, in your abilities and what you learn going to a light. And that uh, also a lot has to do with vocabulary also and getting your point across in the short amount of time or and take questions afterwards or whatever. So uh, I do believe that, that that's one of the secrets of it all is. And uh, in order to be a good speaker, you have to be a good listener also. I think you're, that's great. really well said. And, Thank and you, Bilal. We hear that a lot, and uh, it, absolutely. You, you couldn't be more right. I mean, mm-hmm. for, for folks who are learning to looking to become effective speakers, the ability to be able to listen is a very challenging skill to develop. You can. You can definitely develop it. It takes work, it takes practice, and it's necessary because as you do, the, the better you are as a listener, the easier it is for you to figure out how to connect with your with your listeners. Let's go to New York City and speak with Jenny. Jenny, I think you're the final call of the hour. Welcome to WBZ. Hi. You've got um, one minute. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to ask a question. I had a really gorgeous voice. Like I was always a soprano. Had a high voice. In the last three years, my voice is very guttural and gravelly. So you you want to know how to get the old voice back? Well, I like to know what's going on. Is it neurological? Is it hormonal? Have you seen this? Well, it's a it's a good question. It's definitely something from what you've described. It's definitely something you should talk to your doctor about. Uh, have we heard it and seen it? Yep, we have. Uh, I don't know what it is specifically, <laughs> uh, if it's neuro- neurological or muscular, uh, but definitely get checked out. Is there any pain? There's really no pain, but I'll tell you, I am hypothyroid. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it with low thyroid? I, I haven't. I wouldn't know, but you, you could definitely talk to your doctor about it and get checked out. They're, it's they're definitely... very depressing because I had a gorgeous magnetic voice, and all of a sudden I sound like a frog. Well, you know, the, the voice, the vocal folds are flabs of skin that are formed and controlled by the muscles around them. So if there are things that are going on with that, definitely talk to your doctor about it and get checked out. And, right. and Jenny, I, I wish you luck with that. And um, after you've spoken to your doctor, give Ethan a call at? 617-739-3330. Or use the computer and? Uh, speechimprovement.com. And I might mention that... You've got 20 seconds. Oh, good. <laughs>
Now let's see how you do with it. You go to the website, speechimprovement.com. There is, I do do a tip of the week. It's a weekly audio recording that I do, Mm -hmm. and you can find it there. There are other tips on the website by by my colleagues who do things there, and it's a great resource for you. Speechimprovement.com. Perfectly timed. Ethan, thanks for coming. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Happy New Year to you. And next time, I'm going to ask for you instead of your dad. Oh, thank you very much. All right. And now we have to take news, and we will be back. Got rock? No job's too big or too small for main drilling and blasting. Call 800-370-0299. Local, fast, safe, and competitive. 800-370-0299 or maindrilling.com. Safety Insurance presents Ski with WBZ, Saturday, January 5th at Loon Mountain. Join the WBZ Ski Team from 3 to 6.